This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Well, go check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by one of my favorite faces to see on the little Bravo uh, Bravo media circuit, you could say. Uh, she is a senior editor at Us Weekly and the host of Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast, Here for the Right Reasons. Please welcome Sarah Heron. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I am doing well. I know you have had quite the week because you have been deep in bachelor land with the finale and the ensuing drama. How, how are you doing right now? Honestly, I'm exhausted. Um, to quote Clayton, I'm broken. Um, <laughs> but I'm very happy because the bachelor will not be on again until July. Um, and I can focus on my other love, which is Bravo. And I do a little less wor- work around. So I get to enjoy it more. Whereas the bachelor as much as I will always love it, has become a little bit of a job, um, something I'm sure you can relate to um, in Bravo worlds. But it's been nice to kind of just like sit back. And now I caught up on all my housewives and I'm pumped about it. I totally know what you mean. And sometimes it's nice to just like, sometimes with our podcasting schedule, it'll be like, oh, we have a guest on this day. So I don't have to recap this episode. And watching it like a few days late on the weekend when I'm just like chilling in bed or something, it's like, wow, this is so relaxing. It's kind of nice. And I do love writing about Housewives and like every once in a while if an Us Weekly story like sneaks in when they do the headlines, like nothing makes me prouder. Um, But it is also nice just to watch it and not be analyzing everything. That being said, I can't help it. You know, it's what we do. Yeah. So speaking of Bravo headlines, because obviously there's been some stuff going down this week. We have to talk about Tom and Katie's breakup. Yes. What were your what are your thoughts? How are you feeling? Lots of emotions, I know, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, so emotional. I mean, listen, I do think it's kind of funny that everyone is like mourning this relationship like we didn't watch this man pour a drink on her head and they hated each other like the whole time. Um, that being said, I think Tom and Katie are both great reality stars and great people. Um, I'm sure you've interviewed them. Every time I talk to Tom, I get it. I'm always like, oh, I would let him cheat on me too. Like those eyes, like he's just so charming and he looks at you and he, you feel like he's like listening. Um, and Katie is just like really coming to her own. I think she's awesome and like only gotten better as the years have gone on where she's been on the show. So it's sad, but like, it's also not a shock. And I feel like we're acting like it's a shock. Yeah. I'm very much in that place where it's sad because I don't know, breakups are shitty and stuff. Life is hard, but like, I don't think either of them are worse off being out of this relationship than they were in it, for sure. And thank God there's no kid. I know. That's literally my main thing. I'm like, I know Katie wants a kid. She's talked about it. I'm sure Tom on some level wants a kid too, but like, they can figure it out on their own timelines. And of course, like, if Vanderpump Rules comes back, which I assume it will, they're playing all the coy of like, we don't know, we don't know. I feel like it will. And... When Tom starts dating, 
like Katie's gonna lose her goddamn mind. Oh God! Did Think you see? It. Um, did you see Jill Zarin was at Lala's uh, daughter's birthday party? Of course I did. Of course I did. <laughs> that birthday party had a lot going on. Um, Give but, them like, Ocean. You, Ocean had merch. Um, is every birthday party going to be Little Mermaid themed because her name is Ocean? Did you see Randall's ex-wife holding Ocean on his Instagram story? I did. I'm I'm curious with the merch table at the birthday party. Was it for sale or was it just cute stuff that any that you could grab, like party favors? I wouldn't put it past Lala either way. Um, to be quite honest, she <laughs> is thinking about brand. Give them Ocean is a brand now. Um, so maybe some people got it for free, and now the rest that you're gonna be able to buy on her website. If I had to guess, I'm picturing Lala walking around the party with like a Square reader plugged into her phone. <laughs> This is like, it's sponsored by Square and she's like swiping at herself or one of her assistants is, is like, oh my God, that's really a funny image. Wow. Truly would not put it past her. Um, speaking of housewives making coins on things, Jenny Wynn's daughter, Carlin, is on Cameo. Stop. And this... <laughs> How much? 50 bucks a pop. Is she Yeah, She's nine years old. It says in her profile that she's a professional joke teller, a scientist, um... And yeah, she has a 24-hour turnaround. Of course she does. She's doing it at recess. <laughs> I did go through the the cameo terms of service and you you are supposed to be 13 to use the app. So I'm a little I'm a little confused. I was gonna ask that because with all the TikTok drama with like Northwest and that age limit being 13, I was like, how could Cameo not have rules if TikTok does? Who is gonna TikTok is I mean um cameo is the best thing ever. Like watching the prices go up and down is one of my favorite things ever. But this little girl, $50. There's like people who undersell themselves and there's people who oversell themselves. But $50 for a nine-year-old, you're not even a Judice. Right. Like there, I mean, I have never actually paid for a cameo, but oh, in theory, in theory, <laughs> there are people who I would pay plenty of money for a cameo from. If Adriana wanted to make me a video at dance, I would love that. Yes. But like I just like Carlin. We we barely met her. She was cute I didn't on even the know show. Her name. <laughs> like when you, I knew when you said Jen, I knew I could picture her, but like I didn't even know her name. What's her name? Carlin. Carlin. Okay, go girl. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, but I mean, I never. Here we are talking about Jenny, and yes. I never thought I would again. So I guess. True. Con- congrats to good for Ms. you Wynn. for never buying a cameo. I bought a cameo from Big Ed from Ninety Day Fiance for one of my friends when he was going through mm. a rough time. I bet he's one of those people where he's probably made like a million dollars off of Cameo in the last year. Yeah, he he had a moment and it was good for him, you know? Totally. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, we have to talk about Orange County because there's a lot going on. Is there? (laughs) I mean, I'm just kidding. I feel like it's kind of the same thing as going on every week, but I feel like nothing has been resolved this season. We still have Noella in her constant state of spiral. We still have Jen and Ryan permanently on the rocks, it seems. (laughs) Permanently on the rocks. (laughs) I want to get your thoughts on those two newbies and how you felt about them this season and whether you see a future for them as housewives. Well, it's hard because both of them are bringing us marital struggles with men that we don't really know. Um, Noella's guy obviously hasn't really been on the show, and Ryan hates the camera and is just there to eat dessert and sushi and is not really part of what's going on. I do like them in theory. Like, I understand why they were cast. I think Noella is clearly messy and, like, kind of almost like the Bronwyn filler of like stack of vaginas, all the like kind of crazy quirky stuff. Um, And then you have Dr. Jen, who's like rich and, you know, kind of would fit in with the group. So I think there's potential, but I definitely don't know if it's been like a seamless way to get everyone involved. But I am intrigued. Like I do want to know about these issues that they're both having. But I I also, like when I'm watching it, I care, but then it like immediately goes out the window. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're watching, you're Googling for updates. You want to know everything about these people. You can't like shake it. In the moment, I'm like, oh, are they going to stay together? But then it just goes away. Like I'm not like going to sleep thinking about Dr. Jen and Ryan. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm watching, you know, so we've had Salt Lake on Jersey, Miami, OC. I feel like every other one of those shows besides Orange County, I'm like looking for opportunities to bring it up in conversation. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, Larsa. Yeah, especially (laughs) Miami. They really, really knocks it out of the park. Yeah. And it's like every other show kind of has something that's a little bit more of a topic that I'm thinking about even when I'm not watching the show. Yeah. Whereas I think OC this season, the episodes themselves have been just fine to me, but it doesn't feel like there's kind of that spark of cultural conversation that the rest of the housewives, I think last year people kind of felt like we were in a rut with some of the housewives seasons. And I actually think the ones that have been on recently have been pretty strong and pretty entertaining. So I think OC is not necessarily having a horrible season, but compared to what it's been up against week to week, it's a little bit more of a struggle. I think that's what it is too. I mean, if you're going to rank all the ones that were just on, like on my list of priority to watch, if I'm not watching live, like Orange County would be last. But then when I watched the last two back to back, I was like, oh, that was pleasant. Like I wasn't like, this is horrible. I paid attention. I think it's kind of like good, not necessarily even background TV because I am watching, but like low pressure, low stakes. And sometimes those housewife seasons, when you look back, they're actually kind of refreshing. And sometimes they bring decent reunions because they're all get riled up about like the confessionals versus actually what happened. So then they get a little nitpicky and you like a petty housewife. And if there's like 
you know, if someone's going to jail for fraud, there's a lot to talk about. If someone's, you know, mad about a party game, there's a little bit more to like get petty and get like housewifey about. And I think that some of the confessionals and some of the stuff that they've been saying about each other, maybe hopefully they said the reunion was heated. I know they always say that, but I hope that it kind of delivers in that way. If that makes sense. Totally. And I think sometimes the petty reunions are a lot more entertaining than the ones that are so hard hitting because let's face it, Andy is not always equipped to handle the difficult topics. And sometimes like we saw with Jen, there's just not much that she can say about something that's so legally involved. And so it's like, I would almost rather sometimes see them fight about, you know, was Noella going to get uninvited from Dr. Jen's brain scan presentation? Because no matter how stupid that is, let's when it comes down to it, all I want is housewives to be, you know, arguing with each other and being petty and be making digs. And that is the kind of low stakes situation that lends itself to a reunion where everybody's going to kind of chime in. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think Shannon and Gina and Heather is a, a kind of ball of yeah. <laughs> frustrations there's with each other. That could, there. Yeah. And I think that could potentially be really good at the reunion. And, I actually was surprised. I know um, we both saw Heather when she was in New York right before the season started, and she had a lot of negative stuff to say about Shannon. So I was kind of expecting this season that they would really be going at it. And since they did their little pinky promise, I was actually kind of surprised to see how well they've been getting along, at least on a surface level. They They were taking edibles together. They seemed to be at least pretty cordial. And so I'm curious, knowing that Heather in November was talking shit about Shannon, I'm like, okay, so where are we going to become reunion time? Because I'd like to see that. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think the Gina-Heather alliance was something that no one really saw coming, but especially Shannon. I think Shannon not having any, you know, not having Kelly, who she was close with anymore, obviously the fallout with the Trace Amigos who aren't there anymore. She's Shannon's always had like an ally that she's kind of like let do a lot of the heavy lifting and she doesn't really have an ally anymore. And that now that she is, I think she kind of thought her, even though her and Heather didn't really get along when Heather was on the show originally, she still had, was the only one who knew her at all. So I think she kind of assumed they might like OG take over kind of like, oh, who needs the other ones? Um, but instead Heather took a liking to Gina or whatever. And I think that that's driving Shannon crazy. And the jealousy thing I think is about the show. I think everyone thought that maybe like getting close to Heather would be good for their longevity on the show. So, you know, Emily might actually be upset because Gina's her real friend, but Shannon's just pissed because she doesn't want the audience to be like, Oh, look at this cute duo. Cause she's used to being part of the duo. She wants to be the one people like. And I think she's probably feeling slightly ostracized. Cause like, she has to know, like, Noella being, like, your, your ally. Like, no one's going to be like, go Noella. You know what I mean? Right. And I think we went from, obviously, last season of Orange County was a mess in many different ways. But for Shannon, at the very least, it was the first time that she was the center orange. You know, mm-hmm. they really, they sort of built that cast last season around her and Kelly Dodd to a little bit of a lesser extent. And it went so poorly that I have a feeling the Bravo and production company aren't itching to have Shannon be kind of the tentpole of the cast anytime soon again. And so it kind of feels like maybe she had that chance last season and for reasons not entirely in her control, it 
didn't go well. And now it almost feels like they brought in Heather to kind of save the day. Heather and Gina are close. Everybody likes Emily this season more than they ever have before. And it sort of feels like all of a sudden Shannon has been bumped from first place down to like fourth in the cast. A little bit. I mean, like her storyline was like her infomercial that we've seen a thousand times on Bravo. Kind of funny. It made me laugh that we saw her shooting that because I feel like I have seen that commercial a thousand times. And her daughter's like falling asleep at school, which I was like, wait, what? Like, what what public school did they go to? If I fell asleep at school, I think I would have gotten yelled at. (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah. She's, she's something. Yeah. As much as I don't, I'm not the kind of person who watches Housewives and I'm like, she needs a storyline. Why doesn't she have a storyline? But it does seem like Shannon just genuinely doesn't have that much going on right now. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, for for better or for worse, if there is anything interesting in her relationship or troubling in her relationship, she clearly isn't willing, isn't interested in bringing that on the show, which I don't blame her. She's been through a lot with True. David and stuff. She has given um, us so much. That's that's. Fair. I know. She was brave at one point. <laughs> it does make you think if we're going into casting for the next season, I don't think Shannon is in danger of being let go necessarily but it's like if they're trying to bring in a couple new people it seems like they would probably lean toward like emily's friends or somebody that gina or heather knows at this point rather than kind of trying to build around shannon which a couple seasons ago seemed like the direction they were going no it's so funny you mentioned people liking emily this season which i do too and i have always kind of liked gina just for the like mess she brings and the different like aspect she is she's not a classic orange county housewife but the, if you look back, when they brought those two on, nobody liked them. Everyone was calling them to be fired. There were some dark, weird years in Orange County. But I'm so glad whoever made the decision to keep them when everyone was saying not to did because I enjoy having them on my TV screens. I really do. I like both Gina and Emily as housewives. I don't know if that's a hot I take, think, but... I think it. I think you're totally right. Two years ago, that would have been a major hot take. And even I think last season, people sort of had warmed up to Gina, but maybe not so much Emily. Emily. I really wasn't on the Emily train until this season. And I think for with somebody like Emily in particular, she just is kind of a good stock housewife. Like she kind of is that utility role where she has, you know, she has drama with the husband sometimes. She has stuff with the kids, but she also can just be in a group scene and throw in her two cents and make a funny comment in the confessional. And sometimes when you're when your cast is sort of in a rough spot, it's worth it to keep around somebody who just kind of maybe isn't the most exciting person, but also isn't going to be completely off the rails. Yeah. And then this season, it feels like she's finally kind of come into her own personality-wise, and I think things being better with Shane has really maybe allowed her to kind of loosen up a little bit for the rest of the filming. How right did it feel that Shane couldn't get the repeat-after-me part right when he was being sworn in? I was like, this uh. is what we need. I mean, I'm so happy that guy sticked around. I mean, if you, again, their marriage is wild, um, and I'm not rooting for divorce, but like, if you would have told me that there would have been any sort of happy scenes between them and that he would have finally passed the bar, even though it was the COVID one where they lowered the score or whatever, I would have told you you were crazy. So it's nice to kind of see some stability there in that family and we can laugh at it. And now I want to go down this Mormon path. Like, I, I kind of think it would be really great to get one of Emily's friends if there's like someone in the church or something there, because that's just like built in like tension between people. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, I never thought I would care at all about what Emily was doing or Shane, but I, I don't know. I found it quite interesting to see them in that courtroom and at the baptism before. Like I, I'm kind of interested in the in the Simpson family. I know, and it it makes me wonder a little bit. I feel like I know Emily is friends with Lizzie Robsack. Mm. I know Emily is friends with. I think uh, maybe Peggy Tanos was like in Ooh. the. I know Heather is friends with Alexis. Like it, it kind of brings up for me if we're going in the Heather, Emily, Gina direction. Is there somebody else that they would want to bring back? I we had Heather on the podcast last month, and she said she wanted Alexis to come back, which oh, I would love. <laughs> same. The second she thought her and Jim were getting divorced, I was like, let's put her back on there. Now she has that other boyfriend that she's always making out with on Instagram. She did below deck. Like you know, she's as thirsty. As ever, they did like marriage boot camp or whatever, one of those, or she did like some sort of therapy show. Um, yeah. And there is real ties there. There's nothing like history between housewives to drive story. Um, and I think that's another reason I like Emily and Gina is they, I believe, their friendship. And I know like it's 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 a show. Not everyone needs to be best friends, but there needs to be some sort of foundation of friendship. I think to get stakes. So if like they those two ever out of falling out, like you believe it's real versus like you betrayed me and I just met you a week ago. So I think that's what the show is missing. And the problem is changing up the cast is you're never going to get there. But then you're in these weird in-between seasons where you're not there. So I think, if anything, they don't bring anyone totally new. They just bring back old ones and kind of shake it up that way. Because we need to give these women a chance to like like or not like each other. But I also need a little bit more going on. Yeah, I think... Pivoting to New Jersey, I think that's something some people have been a little critical of the fact that they haven't changed the cast at all in four seasons now, and that it feels a little stale. They want new blood. And I mean, they it's not like they haven't tried. Last season, right. Michelle, I think, was a pretty epic fail. Um, this season, Tracy, I'm a little more on the fence about. But overall, I do really appreciate that whether or not the women in Jersey now are really friends off camera, they've spent enough time together on camera that there's no denying they really know each other. Yeah. And that and I think is, too. I think that's a really valuable dynamic that shouldn't be underestimated because most of the housewives franchises, even if there are real friendships among the cast, most of them don't have like a full cast dynamic the way that Jersey does where everyone has been on this ride together for four years now. And they really have gone through it, even if they're only friends on camera. Um, yeah, I think you can say the same thing about Potomac. I mean, you, Giselle and Karen may hate each other, but they respect what they're doing for the show. And they do feel betrayed by each other to some extent because they've been on this ride. Like they, they know their lines. They respect the shade, but sometimes the line gets crossed and then they work through it. And I definitely think that that's something like New York was missing when it was a disaster. We had like two different shows going on. Like there has to be some sort of stakes and respect of we've been doing this together. And I thought when we got through this, you wouldn't do that again. Um, and I think New Jersey, I don't, I don't know who they would have gotten rid of. So I don't know what people wanted to happen there. People calling for like Melissa to leave. It's like, just why? She's perfectly fine. Like they're part of the show. It's in the thing. I don't get it. Like this storyline thing. Like, I don't understand when people, I, I prefer her this way. I don't want her to be making something up. I prefer to have her be kind of the foil to the Judice family drama. That's always going to be at the center of Jersey. More than any other show. I think the, the takes that people have on Jersey on social media and particularly on Twitter, it's like, it's all just fueled from a place of like, weird, like grudge holding yeah. on behalf of people that they don't know no. personally. Totally. And so it's like, I understand that you aren't a fan of Margaret on the show, but 
getting rid of her wouldn't automatically make the show better because no. you would be losing any anything that she brings to the table and even if you're even if you don't like her that's different than thinking that she is bad tv or <laughs> is yeah. unwatchable and i think with you know with any housewives casting i think a lot of the time the the sort of impulse is to go to that thing of like oh i don't like her i hope she leaves but you ha- it's it really is like a delicate balance and if you if you clip the wrong person out you could lose an important piece of the puzzle, even if you don't like that person. Do you think, I'm sure you've talked about this before, but do you think they made a mistake getting rid of Tamara on Orange County? Or do you think it was good to have the time off and maybe she'll probably be back eventually? Um, I don't think they, I don't think getting rid of Tamara was a mistake in and of itself. I think they, I don't think they were prepared to to do the show without her when they got rid of her. And so I think, I think it was probably good for Tamara to leave when she did. And I that being said, I'd love to see her back in some capacity. But I I think they should have had a little more foresight in the casting process that it's like, oh, we don't actually have the foundation to lose Tamara and Vicky, you yeah. know, at the same time. We don't have that we don't have enough there without them. So I think I wish I wish it had gone differently, but I don't think Tamara leaving was wrong. Yeah, I agree know? with that. I think this season she would have been able to, because of her history with Heather and now her like drama with Shannon, if all that played out the way it did, I think now is a good time to bring her back. And it's been enough time. Um, and I also think that time away sometimes, either it can go better or worse. Like I always say, like when Nene came back to Atlanta, like there was always something missing. Like it wasn't quite the same. There were still amazing moments and she's epic for a lot of reasons, but I never really felt like she got back to that. And it was because she was gone. And she didn't need it as much. But I feel like Tamara with this Teddy podcast and with her Q&As nonstop on Instagram, like she's still very much involved in Orange County right. and what's going on. And I think it would be seamless to bring her back in. But I also think sometimes removing them from the situation and making them want it more, it can, can be like a smart move if they play it right and if they don't like make them feel scorned. Yeah, I think it'll be very intriguing to see what the vibe is when Ultimate Girls Trip 2 comes oh, out. And if it if it feels like the kind of thing where these women are sort of being considered to come back, or if it really feels like it's just a one-off thing, because, I mean, almost everyone on that cast, in some way, shape, or form, you would think could be considered to come back to their show. And would maybe want with the, to. <laughs> maybe with the exception of Taylor Armstrong. I'm not yeah. sure I see that in the cards. But, was, um, where did they find her? I feel like we have not I, heard from her in so long. I know. Every time I see a photo of her, I'm like, wow, it's been a long time and a lot of work. (laughs) Yes, it really has, both physically and um, emotionally. (laughs) Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost 
cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Player App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. What did you think of the Gina Keough cameo on this Orange County episode? I feel like it was so obvious she invited herself to that party when Dr. Jim was like, oh, I don't know her, but like somebody somebody else knows. I, I was like, yeah, oh, I, she invited herself. I don't know. I think Gina is kind of a fun little pop her head in and say hello. I don't ever need to see her more than that. No, me Really. It's funny because when you, when, you know, we're talking about which people you could bring back, it's like Gina Keough is not anywhere on that list no. for me. I think that era has, is dead and gone in the ground. You know, Gina Kirschneider clearly has like a very um, basic, polite level friendship with her. Yeah, that but was funny. Nobody, nobody at that party is like trying to go to dinner with Gina Keogh. No, no, no. And that's they were fine. more concerned with the Kelly Dodd lookalike than they were with the Gina Keogh cameo. <laughs> the Kelly Dodd lookalike got a lot of screen time. <laughs> she did. And then, so then we found out it was Matt's girlfriend. I was like, oh, yeah. like, it was it was something. I don't know. I, I, I definitely think she looked like her, but I also was just like, I don't know. It was they were, that, that they were really was, harping was a lot on storyline. Yeah, Brit, not Brit, not Kelly got a lot of screen time. <laughs> I'm I am happy to see that Gina and Matt are doing well, and Matt is looking as good as ever. <laughs> the orthodontist. <laughs> okay, at the orthodontist. I know it was interesting. It's so weird because you never. I mean, that story was so horrible, and you never really see like follow ups in a pleasant way to anything like that, and no excuses. But like, if these two can figure it out. And they're at a level where they're comfortable and they can joke at the orthodontist, like, all power to them. And, like, I hope that it really is, like, as great as it looks. Um, but, I, I, you know, Gina's a tough chick. Like, I think she got through all that. And, I'm like, it's amazing that she followed through with doing that victim impact statement and everything. And now these kids are going to see, like, somewhat of a healthy co-parenting relationship between, like, one of the darkest things that could ever happen. So I, mm-hmm. that was wild and surprising to me that he was on the show, like, he, yeah. he wasn't on it. I know his job or whatever wouldn't let him, but I thought it was interesting. I mean, he came last season too, but like this was like mic'd up, like a little bit more involved. Right. They and, were talking about what they went through together, like yeah. all of that stuff. And yeah. Gina really, I mean, her glow up just, oh. I can't get enough of it. She looks great. Also she, physically and emotionally. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, you know, for Shannon, that comes across as arrogance. <laughs> I don't think she's arrogant I, at all. No, I think she is. I think she's right that she's confident. I think she maybe is feeling herself a little bit, which is her right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I do think that Heather kind of 
welcoming her into her circle, I'm sure feels really good for Gina. They didn't know each other before filming for this season started. And Heather is kind of this larger than life housewives persona and, you know, the big house and the, all the money and the private jet and all this stuff. And so I don't, I don't think, and I don't know anyone who would blame Gina for being kind of like swept off her feet in a way, but that's different than being arrogant. And I think, I think Shannon it says more about Shannon that she has all these feelings about Gina than it does about Gina. I totally agree. And I think that if we do see a change in Gina's personality right now, she definitely, yeah, of course she's enjoying being on the private jets and Heather like giving her free clothes and like, you know, this ridiculousness. But I don't think it's changed her personality at all. I don't think she's acting like she's better than anyone because Heather Dubrow likes her. If she did, I would get it and that would be frustrating. But I really do think it comes down to Shannon being jealous that she knows Heather's going to be like the. Sh- I mean, the show, the promos were all based around Heather. It was like when Kristen Cavallari came back to the hills, and it was oh, like, I and I expected that, but they really leaned into it. Like the whole thing was Heather is back, and they didn't really care right. about anyone. So if that's kind of an ego, that's going to bruise the ego if you've been on the show for a long time, and they're like kicked off your friends and are like, here's the star, and you're like, wait, I thought I was the star. Like they were the promo was all Heather, and right, and Shannon sitting here like I've actually. I've been on the show longer than her and I never left. And (laughs) And I gave you a lot, people. I gave you a lot. But it's, yeah, I think it comes in waves. And I think a lot of times it it, kind of, Orange County especially, they fight a lot about, I feel like, the show and like the opportunities, like when back in the Malibu country days and all this, who was going to be on Fox 5? Like Fox 5? Maybe that's just like an Orange County like thing. Like that's just how these women operate a little bit more than, some of the other franchises, I feel like there's a lot of jealousy about like the fame and the show, which they can kind of get to, but like it's breaking the wall a little bit. So maybe they don't, it doesn't always make sense or translate. Even going all the way back to when people were calling Slade the housewife hunter oh because God. he started dating Gretchen after dating Joe, you know, like yeah. it has always been kind of this thirsty area. I, it feels more like meta than any other franchise where they're all actively kind of pursuing this thing and you know shannon's doing skincare and gina's doing skincare and it's like why are either of you doing skincare literally like say what you want about ramona singer but she's got good skin and that one made sense like why are any of you doing skincare is such a good question oh my god this has been so fun sarah um tell everyone where they can find you listen to you all of that stuff um i am at sarah heron on instagram not the sarah heron from the bachelor um, mine is with an A, not two R's. Um, I will never get to be the most famous Sarah Heron in Bachelor Nation, which is unfortunate. But if you do watch the show, you can listen to Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Even though it's no longer airing until July, I will be there every week breaking down whatever these messy people are doing. And yeah, you can read usmagazine.com whenever you want. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> Of course, and you are welcome to come back anytime because, Please. you know, there's always always plenty to talk about. Uh, thanks so much, Sarah. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.